Beautiful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Okay. If you want a title for this, okay, I'm going to try and just hang on to your seats, all right? Just hang your seats today. I'm going to try and get this out as quick as I can, but as, um, as clear as I can as well. If you want a title for this, we're going to call it The Revealing of the Sons of God. The Great Reawakening. The Revealing of the Sons of God. The Great Reawakening. Okay. This is what it says in Romans chapter 8. It says, For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. Now, I have a story about this because 20 years ago, I think we were in Ohio, and I was preaching from Charles Finney's, uh, I think I was preaching from Charles Finney's pulpit uh, in Ohio, and a lady came up after the meeting, and she was crying. She was about 84 years old. And this must have been 20 years ago, I think, at least that. And she was crying, and she looked at me, and she said, I want to thank God for this day. And she, she said some prophetic words. And then she said, because I know that the sons of God are being revealed on the earth when I see you. And I kind of, I think I was kind of like a little bit taken aback and thinking, what's she saying? I don't really understand what she's saying. Um, but the more that I thought about this prophetic word, and it was a prophetic word, there were tears streaming down her eyes. I know that all creation is waiting for this day. Every bit of creation is waiting for what is going on right now, honestly. Because it's waiting for the sons of God, that is you. You are a son of God. Yes. You are. Even though you're a woman, you're a son of God because you've got the firstborn right. You've got the inheritance. You were just seen in the same way as a firstborn son. You are all the sons of God. You were not churchgoers. You were not pew warmers. You were not pew sitters. You were sons of God. That's what you are. And all creation is awaiting for you to awaken up. For you. I'm prophesying to you right now. You, you're the ones that are the sons of God on the earth and all creation is waiting for you guys. Amen? amen. Say amen, boys. Amen. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> up there. The reason that we are in such momentous times right now, has anyone noticed these are momentous times? Has anyone been getting a little bit cringy, a little bit, Oof, what the heck is going on? There are all sorts of things all, all around the world going on right now. Not good things. Not good that we can see. But there's many things going on that we cannot see. That are fantastic, stupendous. Things are happening in hearts and in minds. People are being transformed. There's an awakening going on the likes of which you have never seen. The likes of which I have never, ever seen. It is happening today in this nation, in every nation of the world, and it is historic. What you are sitting and watching is historic. Really. Do you remember 2,000 years ago, there was the first advent of Jesus, the Son of God. This day, these days, is the advent of the sons of God. On the earth. That is why the devil is absolutely enraged. 
That is why he is trembling in fear. That's why all hell has woken up. Because the sons of God are awakening all over the earth. And I'm talking about the Cornelius. I'm not talking about people who are just sat in church in a pew. I'm talking about the Corneliuses of this time. I'm talking about people that have just been doing what they were meant to do. They just knew a little bit. They just knew to pray. They just knew to give. They just knew to do something. And God saw the monument that they have built in heaven, just like Cornelius. Because that's what happened. you understand me? Cornelius was praying and he was giving. And God, one day, if you'll forgive the analogy, was walking past and went, who the heck built that monument? And all heaven went, Cornelius is his name, and he went, send Peter right now. Because this man put himself in a place for a revelation of Jesus. And I'm telling you now, there's thousands, thousands of people who were put in their place, put in the position right in front of God, and he's going, send Jesus. Let them know about Jesus, the revelation of Jesus. Do you understand me? There's many, millions of Corneliuses all over this earth. I'm telling you what, there's more Corneliuses out there. There's more people out of the church that are doing something now to make a difference in the world than there are in the church. Because the church is full of fear and terror. Because it's been terrorized. But I'm telling you now, this is the revealing of the sons of God on the earth. This moment. It's beautiful. Do you want to be one of those people? You see, because you are that, but you've got to become it. You've got to walk in it. You've got to act like it. You've got to behave like it. You've got to stop shivering in fear and trembling as though you have nothing. The king of kings lives on the inside of you. You're born again by the power of the Holy Ghost. Huh? Isn't that good news? Huh? Let's put that on BBC One. Yeah, I dare them. I dare them. I hope this word goes out. I dare them. Put me on BBC One. My God. We're entering a new era. We know that, don't we? The manifest wisdom of God is coming. The manifest wisdom of God is coming on the earth. And it's going to be sweet. It's going to be beautiful. At just the right time, in just the right place, just the right people, and people in the right position, Jesus was born into the earth's sphere. And at that moment, everything changed. You understand me? Because if you think about it, Augustus Caesar was ruling and reigning, soon to take a worldwide census. You know about this because it says that in Luke chapter 2, I believe, or 3. Rome was having global impact. King Herod was sitting in Jerusalem with some strong alliances with the political and religious establishment. He was consolidating power more and more. The Senate was completely in the pocket of Rome. If anyone thinks that this is not political, what is going on, if anyone thinks that they're not evil people, if anyone thinks that this is not a moment to do something... You've got another thing coming. You've got to think again. 
Because just like 2,000 years ago, we're in this moment again. The exact same kind of moment, it's just that it's not local. It's not localized. It's not just in Jerusalem. It's not just in Judea. Just like we've been told there's a global pandemic, there's also a global awakening. But there's also a plan globally to do something. I know. I know, sweet. I know. Yeah. I know, sweet. I know. I know you are. We're with you. Yeah, I know. And like many people. Like many people. Yes. We know. Come on. Just let's, let's just lift up. Let's lift up Bernadette right now. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you for Bernadette, Lord, and all that she's doing. Lord, and, and, and Bernadette represents to us, Lord, the NHS and all the beautiful people that work in NHS, Father, all the doctors, all the nurses, Father. And we want to thank you for all of them, Lord. We bless you for every single one of them, Father. But we ask, Lord, that there would be a wisdom, Father, a wisdom and a knowledge an insight, Father. And more than that, Lord, a courage and a boldness that comes upon the inside of many of these people, Father. Just like Bernadette. Lord, you see the struggle that she's having right now in her heart and in her mind. And Father, I want to thank you that you are her Lord and Savior. You are the one, Lord, that speaks to her. You are the voice, Father, that speaks inside her head and speaks inside her heart, Father. And she hears you, Father. And we are praying that you would lead her, Lord. And it would be in peace and in faith and with great grace, Lord. And we bless her right now, Father. We just ask that you would be all around her right now, Father. Your arms would be around her, Father. And that you would kiss her. And that you would love her and let her know, Father, that she is known by you. And you love her, Father, with all your heart, Lord. Father, and I just ask, Lord, as I speak this word, Father, I know that many people are in many different situations, Lord. Not only here that are listening in this room, Lord, but all the people that are listening, Father. And I know my word will provoke hearts and minds, Lord, because that is what part of what you sent me to do, Lord. But Father, I ask, Lord, that your spirit, you are the one, Lord, that speaks to us. You're the one, Lord. I may have many words, Father, but you are the one, Lord, that speaks into our spirit, and makes it real to us, Father. And you're the ones that gives us confidence and boldness and peace, Lord, and grace and faith. You are the one, Lord. So I just pray that on everybody that is listening right now, Father. Everywhere that they're going to listen, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for each and every one of your children in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen? Amen. 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 So, King Herod was sitting in Jerusalem. The Senate was completely in the pocket of Rome. It was shut up tight. Lots of people were in position. And they didn't even know they were in position. Lots of people there who never reckoned that they'd get in the Bible got in the Bible. People who had no knowledge of what was going on got in the Word. They got in the Bible. Names, people, places. They had no knowledge of what was going on. But right in that moment, Jesus was being born into the earth. And of course, all hell was enraged. All hell. We know how much they were enraged because they tried to get rid of the kids. They tried to get rid of every male boy. This is not a fairy tale. This is not some kind of Disney film. This is real. This is what Herod did. He was so infuriated and incensed about the Son of God 
being born on the earth. And of course, we know that there's someone behind that. We know that. You all know that. You're not silly. You're not a, you know about the scheming and the devising of someone who is called the dark power of untruth, the enemy. You know all about it. So you don't need me to tell you because you know it's true. And he's not changed his plans. He's not changed his mind. Just like God has a wonderful, wonderful plan to reawaken everything and cause the grace. You've been, you've been praying all your lives for revival. Oh, Lord, send us revival. Send us this, send us that. We want to feel your spirit. Well, hey, here we go. Here we go. It's not like you thought and it's not like it sounded. It's not how you prayed it. But hey, this is it. I'm telling you right now, you're in it. Historic moment. Wow. So, at the same time that the, the seen realm things were happening there, in the unseen realm, there were huge things happening there as well. You remember all the angelic visits, all the supernatural things taking place. The words that were coming, angels were coming down. There were all sorts of things going on. Do you think for a moment that's any different today? It's not any different at all. It's just better. It's just more. Do you understand me? It's not any different. It's time that we all opened our eyes and began to live in the reality of what is happening. Angels were given assignments. Movements of all kinds were taking place in the earth's sphere. Supernatural events were happening. There'd been a birth already. John the Baptist was born. Jesus was born. Wow. And can you imagine now, right now, the sons of God are being revealed on the face of the earth. That is you. You're the sons of God and your choices right now are being determined. There's things that are going on that are determining what you really believe, who you really are, what is really going on. It's all happening. Everyone is, is brought to that place. Wow. Wonderful things and terrible things taking place at the same time. I mean, we've all just seen pictures of Afghanistan. Wow. Can we even believe what's taking place there? What the heck is going on there? Why in all the world has that, has that happened? Huh? Without eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart attuned, none of what happened at the event, advent of Jesus would be known. Do you understand me? It's the same today. You cannot understand what is going on naturally. Get out of your natural self. Do you understand? All these things that we've been doing, all this training, all this speaking, everything that's ever been shared is for this moment. And it's so that you would see with your internal eyes and ear, hear with your internal ears. That's what it's all been about. It's not been about a nice, cozy worship time or a cozy church together, although we've been that at times. We've been beautiful family and we are a beautiful family. It's not, it's not about all those things. Though. It's about, it is about them, but it's, it's about more. And we're right at the more now. This is what uh, it says in Ezekiel. It says here, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. And their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Wow, that's Jesus who said that, isn't it? Ezekiel said this, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a re rebellious house. Actually, it's God speaking it to Ezekiel. 
which has eyes to see but does not see, and ears to hear but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Wow. Lord. The birthing of sons of God. My belief is that during this last two years, there's been an acceleration. You've heard me spouting on about it. And of course, I haven't had much response about it other than a few negative things that I've heard from people. But do you understand me? The last two years, there has been an acceleration in place that we have never seen before. And it's like a vortex. It's what I call a whirlwind that is going on and going on. And it, what happened is that it took a year. It took a year and we got 10 years change in a year. We got 20 years pressed into one year of changes that have been going on. And it's just accelerating. And of course, a press like that not only presses us externally, but it presses us internally. Like a tube of toothpaste. And what's in us comes out of us. That's what happens. And people are being thrown out at the end of this thing. Wondering what they just lived through. That's what's going on. It's not a game. I didn't make something up. This is God who said it to me. You understand me? I didn't just make it up. That's what's going on. And you can feel it. You can know it. All you've got to do is go, yes, that is exactly what's going on. And I'm in the middle of it. There's been an acceleration of time and advancement of dark schemes such as never has occurred on the earth before. Atmospheres, environments in heaven, on an earth, are changing. Everything is changing. But people, under all of that, people have been moved into different places, different positions. People are getting ready for everything that is going to happen. And you have not got to fear you have to say to yourself, do not fear. Do not fear heart. Do not fear mind. All the things that you know what to do, that is what you've got to do. All of those things. That's why you were taught all this time so that you were ready. Angels, ministers being prepared for a whole new time. What is going to be unfolding is at an acceleration and speed that we have never experienced. Much of it will appear to be very dark. But none of it is unexpected or unknown by God. And God holds all the aces. All of them. All of them. My God. Your God. My Father. Your Father. He's got them all in his hands. Every single one of them. And just when the enemy thinks he's going to win, he's not going to win. He's not going to win. Do you understand me? He's already lost. The end of the book tells us that. That's all you need to know. He's already lost. But you've got to live in what he's already done. You've got to live in what Jesus has done. It's a finished thing. It's not a half-finished thing. It's finished. You've just got to get your spirit into what he's done. And get your mind out of what is going on otherwise. And when I say that, I mean get your mind out of the chaos of it. I don't mean disengage your mind because you need your mind. Blind men who need to see. 
Do you remember that little, I was praying this morning, blind men, John, John 9 says this, that Jesus was passing by someone and he saw that this man had been blind from birth. Yeah, he'd been blind from birth, but he was not blind before birth. He wasn't blind before birth. Do you understand me? This, this is what you've got to do. You've got to go back into who you are, back into where you came from, back from who brought you here. Why are you here today? Do you understand me? You were conceived in the very heart of God, the womb of God, before you ever got into the womb of your mother. You were conceived in God. Do you believe this? It's what the word says. Do you understand me? You either believe it or you don't believe it. But now you've got to choose what you believe. You understand me? Ephesians 1 says it very clearly. I've preached on it many, many times. That actually you were chosen and set apart before the world was created. You see, everything's in God. There's nothing outside of God. It's an impossibility. You were in him before you ever got here. When you were born here, you were born not of the will of flesh, not not by man. You were born of God. Huh? Amen? Do you know where you came from? You see, that's the difference. I know what I'm doing here. I know why I'm here. Do you understand me? I'm not born because my mum and dad decided. You know, there can be all sorts of things in your past, can't there? Oh, you weren't wanted, you were a mistake, blah, 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 get lost. Go away, devil, you're a liar. You've been a liar from the beginning. If you're here, it's because you were meant to be here. Huh? Come on, you've got to believe it. You've got to do something in your spirit. Do you understand me? You've got to stir yourself up to such a place that you actually believe this stuff and you just don't go mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's not a time for that. No, 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 no. Yes. Yes. You've got to feel it. You've got to know it. My mate, see, he's got it. He's got it. You understand me? Psalm 139 says that we were, we were conceived in our mother's matrix, in our mother's womb. It's nearly like there's a picture of this, you know, that when we were born, we were all born into a different matrix, weren't we? We were all born into a different... It's like the Western world were born into one type of scenario, and everybody else in different parts of the world were born into a different, a different scenario, isn't it? Completely different worlds. Completely different worlds. And what you're experiencing now is only what many, many nations have experienced for years and years and years. Do you understand that? That's what, what we're experiencing now is, is what they've experienced for years and years and years. But they were born, as, as it were, out of the mother's womb. And what hit them was the matrix of this world that they were living in. But Jesus walks past. Jesus walks past. And he goes, come follow me. Because when you come follow me, you walk into another matrix. You walk into another place. Because the the picture that Jesus has is so much bigger than your and my picture. You understand me? The understanding that he has is phenomenal. He understands what's going on in every dimension of life. Listen to me again. Jesus is awake to everything that's going on in every dimension of life. Jesus isn't just uh, like awake to religious, spiritual things. Jesus is awake to everything. What is this great reawakening? It's you waking up to truth that has been there all the time that you did not see previous. 
That's what the great reawakening is. It's you and me waking up to truth that's been there that we refuse to believe. But now God's going, no, no, you need to see what's going on. You need to understand what's going on because you can't pray properly if you don't know what's really going on. You can't stand if you don't really know what's going on. You see, the Spirit enlightens you to everything that's going on in all these different aspects, if you want it. And maybe he doesn't enlighten us all to every different aspect. Do you understand me? But he enlightens us if we want to be enlightened. Do you want to be enlightened? Do you want... A, what, was it, uh, what was it that uh, Anka started off with today? She didn't want to get out from under the blanket, under the duvet. It's hard to wake up. But hey... We need to wake up badly. Really, really badly. Huh? Don't put a nice little church spin on it. What is going out is spinning out of control. Don't put a nice spin on it. We have to look at reality and know what reality is. And then we have to stand in the name of Jesus. And be the ones that we truly are. Frightening? Yeah, of course it is. It's frightening. Naturally, who wants to do any of that stuff? No one. No one wants to do it. You don't want to do that naturally. But in the spirit, in the spirit, you were getting stronger and stronger. Say amen. amen. Do you believe it? Yeah. You are getting stronger and stronger. Huh? This is what I put here. Beautiful. The man born blind from birth was definitely seeing and perfectly beautiful before he was born. Do you understand me? In God, he could see everything. In God, he knew everything. And your spirit can connect you into that. It can, honestly, if you want. Do you know, I remember being in Nepal one of the first times, and it was dark, and there were bombs going off both sides of the streets, and I thought, I'm going to die and, and every, every, everybody went, oh, Paul's going on holiday. You know, Paul's off on holiday down to Nepal. It must be nice for him. No, it wasn't holiday. I was in Nepal, and there were bombs going off at either side of the street, and I was so worried and fearful. And do you know what I did? I, I, what do they call that fetus position? I felt like the Lord said to me, just, just go into that and think, think that you were in me before. Everything began. You know what? I slept all night in that position. All night. And that's when I started learning that actually there's a place you can be that's outside of this place. It's a different place. But you've got to begin to learn how to be in that place. Because otherwise, there'll all sorts of things go on with your, with your physical being. Doesn't it? All sorts of things goes on. Psychologically. Psychologically, you realize you've been, you've been under some kind of psychological military elements of fear for the last one and a half years. It's never been known in mankind, as far as we know, that every single day you have been watching people die on your television sets. What is that? That's, that must be military-grade terror, isn't it? Huh? Which government does that to its people? Well, yours does. Huh? 
Oh, well, it's just to make us aware. No, it's to frighten the pants off you. And, it, and they did well, didn't they? What a job they've done on everybody. My, oh, my, but now it's time to wake. It's time to get out from behind that duvet. It's time to do what Anchor did. Yes, I'm getting up. I'm getting out of bed. This is not going to carry on. So, anyway, are you all with me? It's all right. It's only 5 to 12. We're good. Huh? We're good. So just tell me we're, we're okay. Are you okay? Okay. Thank you, Father. This is a spiritual transaction that's going on, okay? I'm not actually speaking to your minds. I'm speaking to your spirit. I'm calling you out in the name of Jesus. I'm calling forth what is in you in the name of Jesus. I'm saying that your eyes will open in such a way that you will begin to see things that you never saw before, and it will not frighten you. It will not frighten you, but you will become aware, and you will be able to pray in a different way. Because we've got to pray in a different way. Everything is not all right. But everything is good in God. So, global pandemic, global reawakening, that's what's happening in these days. Not limited at one place, global. It's global. You see, that's what I love. You see, the devil went, what are we going to do? Let's have a global pandemic. Let's get everyone scared and fearful and all the rest of it. Because he is really behind it all in the end, isn't he? He is. We've got to say that sickness, death, everything. It's not God. You understand me? There is no sickness and death in God. So it comes from a different place. You understand me? So, so, so whatever's going on, he went, we'll have a global pandemic. And God went, okay, there's going to be a global reawakening then. Huh? You understand me? That's what really went on. And as soon as he said that, the devil started panicking. And people started waking up everywhere like little light bulbs going on. I tell you, I, I, I saw this thing the other day in, in, in Lindisfarne when I visited there. And it, 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 it said, this is a painting. And the stars are just holes in the floor of heaven. It was a beautiful little, the stars are just holes in the floor of heaven. I want to tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be more and more stars, more and more people awakening everywhere, more light coming everywhere, until eventually it'll all be swallowed up with light, not darkness, with light. We are not looking for the tribulation. We're not looking for the apocalypse. We're not looking for the worst things in the world. We are looking for the restoration of all things by Jesus, our Lord. That is what we're looking for. We're looking for good things, wonderful things, goodness of God everywhere, Jesus hadn't changed his prayer. Jesus said, they said to him, how how are we going to pray, Lord? You're going to pray like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come on the earth as it is in heaven. Did he change it? Did he come down any time? Did anyone get another message that went, we're not praying that anymore, that's out? No, that's the prayer. Pray it every single day. Keep praying it, praying it, praying it. All the time because heaven hears. Huh? The kingdom of God is coming on the earth. One way or another, it's coming. So, you remember this? Jesus looked over Jerusalem and he said, it's such a shame that you didn't... He he was crying from Jerusalem. He looked over Jerusalem and he went, you did not understand the day of your visitation. If you had understood that day, there could have been peace here. And people, people say to me, oh no, but the will of God was that the Romans came in 70 years later and just devastated it. No, it wasn't the will of God. God knows everything because God is God. 
God knows what's going to happen. Was it his will? No, I know his will. How do you know that it wasn't his will? Because Jesus said, pray that the kingdom of God comes on earth as it is in heaven. That's what Jesus said. Jesus wanted a different outcome. And he's crying over Jerusalem and he goes, if you'd only know the day of your visitation, everything could have been different. Do you know it's your day of visitation? Today is the day of visitation. This day. Huh? This day is your day of visitation. Are your eyes open? Are you seeing what is going on? The question is not, where are we at? What time is it? Forget that question. The question is, where do you want to be? And what do you want upon the earth? Because God knows what he wants. What do you want on the earth? What do you really want? Huh? Have you asked yourself that question? What do I really want? What do I really want for my children and my children's children? What do I really want? Because whatever you really want is what you are going to really get. You understand me? You go, well, it's not to do with me. No, it's everything to do with you. It's about you for your children and your children's children. Everything. And yes, when you've said what you've said and you've prayed what you've prayed and you've done what you've done, you've done it. But you've got to know that you did it. You understand me? Ignorance is no longer a place to hide. No one can be ignorant about what's going on right now. No one. Jesus said, when the disciples came, he said, it's not for you to know times and, times and seasons, but actually it's for you to be full of the Holy Ghost and get going with what I've given you. That's what time it is. Huh? And of course, we do know, because we look. We know what time it is. But even more reason to get going in the Holy Ghost. So, political religious forces were causing movements of many kinds. Did you, did, you, did you realize this? Matthew 12, 2 and verse 13, it says, Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the child, the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt. Hang on a minute, what's going on? Jesus has been born on the earth. He's the son of God. It's the advent of the greatest moment in history. And now, Herod and all the rest of the political and religious forces are, are, are moving against God's plan. What does God do? He says, flee. Go to Egypt. So he's moving people around. Do you understand me? That's what's happening. If you feel uncertain, if you feel, what the heck am I meant to be doing? Where am I meant to be going? What's going on? This is all normal. Because that's what happens in times like this. So Jesus himself and, and mum and dad were fleeing to Egypt. And they stayed there until God spoke to them again to come back. You remember that? That means that this movement, there's things that happen in unseen realms that touch seen realms that cause movements that are very, very unusual. Things take place that we don't understand. But believe me, God is moving all sorts of places and people right now. So you can be encouraged because there's some good things happening. I know we're not seeing much of it, but believe me, you are going to see some things that are going to be absolutely tremendous. I'll tell you now, I'll tell you now, there's going to be, yeah, no, I won't. Okay. Lord, sorry. Okay. So, we might think about it like this as well. The birth and the revealing of the Son of God caused the enemy of everything that is beautiful and good, to be raised into a state of panic and accelerate his evil scheme to dominate the world. 
And believe me, he does want to dominate the world. You understand me? I've heard people say, oh, no, no, Paul, you can't. I can say it, and I am saying it. Right now, I'm saying it. Because that's always been his plan. You've got to be, you've, honest, honest to God, you've got to be like, sorry, Lord. But you've got to be like, it's nearly like, don't you understand? The whole of history says these things. The whole of history has been blaring these things out us for years and years and years and years, for centuries. And we go, oh, no, it can't be that bad. No, it can be that bad. It is that bad. And now it's time for us to stand up and to take our position and our place in what God's doing. It can be that bad, and it is that bad. And I tell you, some people need to be locked up in jail for some of the things that they are doing right now. Need to be in jail for it. That's just my personal opinion. God is full of grace, of course. But grace does not annihilate justice and righteousness. Oh, believe me, justice and righteousness is on its way. And my Lord, that'll be a sweet day. That'll be a sweet day. I mean, for all of us, won't it? Because everything will be laid bare. You will be laid bare. And at that point, you have got to know, Lord Jesus, if there's anything good about me, it's you. You've got to know it ain't got to be some religious jargon. It's not got to be some kind of beautiful little prayer. It's got to be real. You have got to know that if it wasn't for you, Jesus, I'd be a mess. Huh? We've got to know it, haven't we? Thank you, Jesus. Are you all right? Look at someone and say, I'm doing okay. It's fine. I'm doing okay. Smile at someone and say, I'm doing good. It's fine. Okay, you are doing fantastically well, I'm sorry. But I I, I really think August the 22nd, you've got to to remember this date because I actually think that we're going to see some incredible things forward. And I, I don't know if they're going to be dark things that reveal more light or if they're going to be light things that reveal... Do you understand me, what I'm saying? I don't know if it's going to be light things that reveal darkness or if it's going to be dark things that bring forth light but we're going to see some amazingly dramatic things taking place and you have got to get ready in your spirit you've got to get your kids ready you've got to be ready for what is about to take place and when I say about you know I'm always I'm always at least two years early or something like that I don't know seem to be so early with everything but anyway you've got to be ready get ready for it so okay Hidden in glory, I'm going to go, thank you, Lord. Sometimes the political and religious dark forces cause us to move into a place where we must search God out. Where we must research what is actually taking place. You understand me? Some of these things cause us to do this. They cause us to do it. And it's about time we did it. There's many things that we've just let slip The church has let slip many things, values that are wonderful values that flow from the heart of God. You understand me? Values flow from the heart of God. They didn't come from nowhere. If you think something good, well, you know where it came from. It came from God. If you think a good good thought, you know where it comes from. It comes from God. When you look at your kids and cry, it's God that's crying. Do you understand me? Values come from God. Ethics come from God. Good things come from God. And that's, we've let slip some of those things. And I I put myself there as well, but there's only so many things you can do, isn't there? There's only so many things. But are we all doing what we should be doing? 
So, where we must research what is actually taking place and where we must find again the real habitations of God, his life, his character, his values, his thoughts, especially if we've lost sight of them in the middle of a luxurious, comfortable existence. Because do you know what, what really frightens me? For years and years, we have been so blessed. We sit in the lap of luxury. Do you understand me? We, you and me, sit in the lap of luxury. There is nothing that you don't have. And yet we are so ungrateful. We seem to be so unthankful. It's like, where is the thanks? Where's the praise coming to God? Where's the glory going to God for all our lives? What's happened? We just want more and more and more. And we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Till we can't move in our luxury. Huh? The valley of decision. Do you, know that, do you know that nations right now are in the valley of decision? I don't know if you've thought about it. But that is what is happening all over the world. Nations are in the valley of decision. Because they are having to make decisions that they never thought they would have to make. But they are in that valley right now. And you're in that valley right now. You and me, every one of us is right there. I just, I just put this, a time frame and a moment. It's like Jesus came within a certain time frame. We are being forced into a certain time frame. How things develop and proceed are very much something you can have a say about. Very much. I've said that. I've got ahead of myself, you see. Mm. This is good. I underlined loads of stuff and I forgot to say it. But at the beginning and ending of all the choices that you make, you will really see what you believe. Hmm? That's when you see what you believe. Right there. Every choice, every decision that you make, that's when you know what you actually believe. It's when you know what faith and love you have. It's, it just shows. And you can see it. You don't have to ask anybody. You can see what's in you because it's coming out of you. Choose this day, life or death. What are we choosing? I tell you, honestly. You know, when we had the fragrance of joy here, the fragrance of flowers. Did you feel that? There was a fragrance of flowers. There was a fragrance of joy. And you've got to receive it. You've got to say, yes, Lord, I want it. Everything that's good, you've got to say yes to it. It's not a day to go, mm, mm, let me think about it. Let me think. Let me. No, no, no. Listen to me. You've had enough time to think. It's time to choose now. It's time to actually allow your spirit person to live. You are a spirit person as well as your soul and body. And now your spirit has got to make some decisions for you. Huh? And yes, you might feel a bit dodgy, a bit, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. But you've got to allow your spirit to speak. This is what Elijah said. Do you remember it? 1 Kings 18, 21. 
By the way, if anyone wants these notes, just get in touch with Anne. She'll send you some, all right? Because I've missed a load of stuff out, but it's fantastically good. No, I want to say it's fantastically good. I were up till one o'clock last night just reading my notes, and I was like, whew, that is good, Paul. That's good. No, honestly, because it does something, even though it's hard and it's tough, you understand me? And you're all sat there with your helmets on going, ooh, even though it's like that, what happens is that your spirit gets free and it's your spirit. I don't know what we don't understand in the Western world. We've lost it. We think it's all about this. No, it's not about this. It's about this. Your spirit, man, is alive in Christ. We well, got to wake up again now. We've been asleep too long. You are born for such a time as this. People go, oh, we've watched that beautiful film with Esther in here. We're lovely. It's beautiful. I've read this beautiful book about Esther. Give me a break. Be an Esther. Come on, be an Esther. Be that person that you are longing to be. Stand up, grow up. So, this is what he said, 1 Kings 18, 21. How long will you fall between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. But they answered him not a word. That's what he said. Do you remember up on Mount Carmel? If the Lord is Lord, follow him. If Baal is, follow him. But do something for goodness sake. How do you remember what he said? Well, that's where we are right now, aren't we? We're on top of a mountain. But listen, we don't want to slaughter everybody that we don't like. We don't want to do that. We don't want a bloodbath. We, we don't, honestly. We want the grace of God to come, don't we? We want grace to come and the goodness of God and we want deliverance. And yes, we want justice and righteousness, but there's nothing in us that's going, oh, we need to kill someone, we need to execute someone. We need, it's nothing like that. It's like because Mount Carmel, he was on Mount Carmel, Elijah, wasn't he? And my, Mount Carmel means a, a, Carmel means a fertile, fruitful, well-watered garden. That's what it means. And of course, in his mind, in his mind, Elijah was, well, he was a prophet, wasn't he? So he was calling down fire and all sorts of things. I don't know if he should have done that. I really don't know. But that was his, he could do it, so he did it. Huh? But I don't want to call fire down on people. I want to see the grace of God on them, don't you? I want to see something happening that is absolutely incredible. And yes, I want justice as well. Yeah, I do. Something's calling for justice inside me. But it's not a personal thing. It's like, no, I want to see justice because if you don't see justice, you don't know what righteousness is. Huh? Think about that. It's good, isn't it? If you don't see justice, you don't know what righteousness is. So there's going to be a triumphal procession where we see some justice somehow in front of us. And then we'll go, ooh, now I know what righteousness really looks like. Because if you don't know what's wrong, how do you know what's right? Huh? Anything goes these days. Anything you fancy, any whim that you would like, anything you want to do, you can just do it. Hey, it's a free-for-all. That's what it seems to be, doesn't it? Across the world, what's going on? What the heck's happening? And I want to say this as well. Jesus said this, I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly, but the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We, we understand. I'm swearing. We understand that the characteristics of the enemy is control, manipulation, force, pressing, domination. 
Do you understand me? Wherever you see these things, control, manipulation, force, pressing, coercion, wherever you see those things, they do not come from God. Listen to me again. They don't come from God. So it, it doesn't really matter what you think is like right and wrong because all you've got to do is go, oh Lord, let me discern where is this coming from? What spirit is it coming to me from? Is the coercion, is it? Is the press, is the manipulation, is the blackmail, is the bribery? What is that? Because if there's any of that, it didn't come from God. Because yeah. God ain't like that. Let me just tell you that. He ain't like it. Huh? I've come that you have life, and life more abundantly. Beautiful. That feels spacious, doesn't it? It feels good. Yeah. That's God. So, the fear of death, as you all know, my little thing has been the fear of death has been legislating for two years been legislating life for two years the fear of death the smell of death things have been done things have been moved on acted out behaved on because of the fear of death and if it's out of the fear of death there's no faith in it it's not god you understand me it can't be we have to start thinking about these things really ancient paths Wisdom's crying out at the crossroads. Are we at a crossroads? It says wisdom cries out at the crossroads. Are we at the crossroads? We've been there for a little while, haven't we? I think actually we've gone past the crossroads now. But wisdom is crying out. Wisdom is. If we live from a place of fear, it only reproduces fear. You understand me? You can't reproduce life out of fear. It's an impossibility. You can only bring life from faith and love. You can't, you can't, you can't do it from fear. But you can overcome fear. Amen? We can overcome fear. Is that for me, Samantha? Oh, thank you. I didn't even know I was sweating. Okay, I want, I, want to, sorry, I want to end with this. Okay, you'd be glad. I want to end with it. 1 Kings 19. It's done you good, honestly. This has done you good. Yeah, I say your spirit, it's done, it's done my spirit good. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. We needed it. It's done my spirit good. <sighs> 1 Kings 19. This is one of my, you know, it's one of my favorite passages, this. The, the, the widow Elijah visited. So, future prosperity and future posterity. How do you get it in the middle of death and famine? Because that is what this lady did. So, th so this is a little, it's a beautiful little thing for all of us right now, this. So if you're sat there going, how do I get out of this place of the death grips, the, the terror that's been enforced upon me? How do I get out of this place? When I look around, all I seem to hear about is death. All I seem to see is death. All I'm seeing is famine and starvation. How do I get out of that? Well, listen to this, because this is going to get you out of that if you do what you hear. Okay? So, it's possible to create life and prosperity and multiplication 
in this place that we presently are. It's possible. This widow had the word of God in her already. She had no knowledge of it. Listen to me. This is what God said to Elijah. He said, see, this is 1 Kings chapter 19. He spoke to Elijah and he said, see, I have commanded a widow to provide for you. Hang on a minute. So God had already spoken a word inside her that was dormant on the inside that would provide a future for him and her and her whole family, but it was inside her and she had no knowledge about it. What does that mean? That means that God, just as you, before the foundation of the earth, before the foundation of the world, were created beautiful, perfect and lovely, just as you know you were, you were in him, and everything was okay. It's just when we had to make choices, we made a mess of it, wasn't it? But anyway, everything was beautiful in him. And we're still in him. But we've made choices. But Jesus sorted all out. Thank you, Jesus. But this widow had a word of God on the inside of her that she did not know about. You have a word of God on the inside of you that you do not know about. There is something on the inside of you which will give you life and prosperity and posterity. Your generations can go on. It's in you already and God put it there even if you don't know about it right now. But it's there. And you do know about it because you've heard about it before. This widow had the word of God within her. He had already planted the key to the locked door inside of her. He'd already given her the solution for the problem inside of her. It was there. The seed of his favor was planted within her before she was ever conceived into this world. Isn't it beautiful? I just want to thank him right now, don't you? For the word of God that he put inside you, the things that he sang over you, the thoughts that he had about you before you ever arrived here, the things that he thought about you, the love that he lavished on you before you ever got here. Don't you want to thank him for that? Because it's on the inside of you already. Do you understand me? It's there. According to the word of God, where are all the people that believe the word of God? Because it's inside you right now. God put it there. It's beautiful. Huh? According to the word, I'm not making it up, it's there. Many times. So, see I have commanded a widow to provide for you. You have the word that can bring you through this desert of death. It's in you. <sighs> Bernadette, it's in you, swear you. It's in you, you've got it. Thank you, Father. And of course, you also have the faith, because he gave you the faith before anything either. He, he is your faith. You're not your faith. He is your faith. He gives you the, a measure of his faith, a gift of his faith in you before you ever got here. So you don't even have to try for the faith. You just have to say, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that you sang over me, that you loved me, that you were with me, that you were my master and savior and father and provider of all things. That's all you've got to do. Yes, yes, yes. That's all you've got to do. And you go, well, I can't do it like that. Yes, you can. You've got to exercise that spirit. You've got to exercise your spirit and the faith that's on the inside of you like muscles. No wonder it's not growing if you're not exercising it. So, the picture she was looking at, she was looking at a daily picture of death, famine, starvation. It was all in her mind. It was the only news that she was hearing, the picture of dying neighbors, no food, no, no, no future, no nothing. The economy was shot. 
The future was bleak. Do you know that in America, the price of oil has gone up from $1 and some cents to like $5 right now? Huh? For the Americans, I want to tell you, when it used to go up cents, I've got lots of American friends, when it, when it went up cents, Jim used to say to me, I can't believe how expensive it's getting. I don't know what he'll be doing right now. <laughs> huh? But can you imagine how much it's gone up? What, what is going on? It's happening. So, that's what she was thinking. A whole being was programmed. An under-psychological mental anguish. Oh, you've got to speak to your mind. You've got to speak to it and say, you're a beautiful mind. God has made you to be full of the word of God. You've got to speak to yourself gently and carefully because your mind has been absolutely bombed. It's bombed. It's been bombed for a year and six months, non-stop. So you've got to do good things to your mind. Huh? But she's getting ready to die, this widow. You know the story. She's getting ready to die. She couldn't see anything else. It's her last meal. That's the future she saw. Her eyes could only see the natural. Just like us, she had eyes, but was seeing nothing other than death. She had ears, but was hearing nothing. Only the screams of death. As Elijah walked into her life, he was probably hit by a shield that she'd erected around herself. Do you understand me? Survival. Everyone, when you survive, when you go to survival mode, you put a, you put a shield around you. Oh, yeah, and, you, and you, you, you find, you try to cover it. You try to tell everybody that, you, oh, I love you, everything's fine, I'm, 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 I'm living for you. You try to do all those things, but survival mode goes, hey, I don't give a crap about anyone. Sorry, Lord. I don't give, I don't give anything about anybody. I just want to survive and get through this place. Huh? Do you think that's not happened in this nation and every nation of the world right now? It's happened all over, everywhere. And he probably hit that. He probably felt it when he came into contact with her. She didn't know it. She didn't know it was selfishness. Because it was. That's what it was. It was selfishness. She didn't know it was selfishness. She just thought it was a natural instinct to survive. It's my instinct. I want to live. So actually, even though I say nice things, I don't really care about everybody else. There was no space for anyone else, no thought for anyone else, no room for anyone else. She couldn't get out of that space and no one could get in it. But God came to her. And God was hungry. Oh dear. God was requiring something from her that she would have to release Recently, I heard this fantastic miracle. It was fantastic, honestly. And I'm hoping that at some point, someone's going to come here and tell you all about it. But I can only tell you that they were in a situation, there was a situation that someone was in, and it was a couple, and they were in a situation, and it was absolutely drastic. I mean, it looked like everything had ended. And, yeah, I can't tell you too much about it, but as I say, hopefully they will. But... What happened is that as he's, as, as he's walking towards his wife, he hears this line. If you want something different, do something different. If you want something different, do something different. 
And he heard it and he said it was like the word of God to me. And of course, I, I've said that many times. If you want something different, you do something different. And he heard it like a word of God. And he went over and he did something completely different to what he was thinking to do. And he said, in that moment, everything that was around me, everything that was screaming, it was all finished and it's all gone, everything, he said, it just fell like a wall, just crumbled. And he said it was like the light of Jesus just came everywhere and it was glorious. And they are now living in the glory of that revelation and you go, that's, that's a little bit like it was for this, this widow. Huh? When, when the word came out of Elijah, it came out of faith. It was faith. It was a word of faith. Now, she had a word on the inside of her already. Okay, you see in the picture. She had the word on the inside of her already. He's walking towards her. He speaks. He knows that God's put something inside her. So what does he do? He calls her out of herself. He goes, the very thing that you're going to do for yourself, you know what? God wants it. You have got to give what you have got right now, and you've got to give it to God. And when he said that, he didn't say, God, he just went, give it to me, didn't he? I mean, how insensitive. I love, I love prophets of old, the great, aren't they? How insensitive, though. He said, what you've got inside you, I want you to give it. What's inside the house, I want you to give it. God wants it. And when you do that, something is going to happen. So what really took place? The word that was inside him, full of faith, went out of him, and the word that was in her was ignited with his word. They met together and consummated. Do you understand me? Spirit to spirit, that's what happened. They met together and consummated and it ignited inside her and even though she were probably going, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen now, she went and did exactly what he said. And what, was, what happened? She had a future. She had a future. Now, I'm telling you, there's words that you have heard that God has already put on the inside of you. There's words that are already there that God is going to ignite again on the inside of you. And even today, you can have those words. You can have what God has put inside of you, but you've got to do something different to get it. You've got to go beyond where you've been because otherwise you'll stay in the same place. Do you understand me? You've got to go beyond. You can't stay in the same place right now because everyone is being called out of themselves. Your spirit is being called out of you right now in Jesus' name and you have got to respond to the word of God. And even this word that I speak to you today on the August 22nd, you are going to respond to it because every word of God, it does not fall to the ground. You understand me? There is a response. There will be a response. You can sit there and you can go, I don't agree, I don't like that. Well, fair enough, that's fine. But let that response come out of you. But if it's not that, and it's a, a, sponsor, a response of faith, because you are a faith people. You are a faith people. You've got it. You've got it. That's got to come out of you. You've got to reach out to God to get out of any place that has been trapping you so you've got a future and your kids have got a future. Amen? Can we just stand together? Let's just stand. Her moment of discovery, do you understand me? She discovered 
what was inside her. That was the moment of her miracle. Right there. The discovery was the miracle. Everything's already done in God. It's already given. Everything. Do you understand? There's nothing outside of him. So everything is already done. You have got a future. You have got prosperity. You have got everything that you need. It is in him. But you've got to discover it. He's already put it inside you, but you've got to discover it. And you've got to go, Jesus, I am waking up right now. I want to discover everything that you've said to me. I want to know the things. Come on, say it with me. Come on. Do it like you want to live. Do it like you want to live, because you want to live right now, don't you? You want to live. You want to get through this. I said to someone the other day, it's a miracle that we're still here. Isn't it? For some of us, it's a miracle we're still here. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just want that we know that everything is in you, Jesus. It's all in you, Jesus. It's all there. Everything that we could possibly need right now, Father, whatever the need is, Lord, inside us, Lord, whether it's famine, whether it's death, whether it's health, whether, whatever it is, Father, we know it's in you, Father. And we, we are discovering it right now, Father. We want to thank you that you took the blind man back to his past, Lord. You took him back to his past, where he'd come from, in order to show him his present and his future, Lord. His eyes open, Jesus. And Lord, I'm just praying right now, Father. Lord, I'm praying for every single person in this room, Lord. It is time to wake up, Father. Everyone that is listening online, Father, all are streaming. I say it's time to wake up, Father. It's time, Lord. There's a call to wake up, Lord, and to get out of the selfishness, Father, to get out of the thoughts that have hemmed us in, Lord, the things that would keep us in the same place, Lord. We want to come out of it in the name of Jesus. And we say that to you, Lord. We want to be the people that you have made us to be, Jesus. Jesus. Come on now, lift up your hands and say, Jesus, I want to thank you for everything that's inside me already. And I want to receive it, Jesus, right now, Lord. I want to receive it, Lord, all week long, Lord. I want to receive words and promises. I want songs of deliverance over me, Jesus. I want the things that you have got, Father, already for me. I want it, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord. And Father, we want to thank you for the miracles in this house already, Father. We know there are miracles. Lord, we're all a miracle, but we know recently, Lord, we've had miracles of healing, Lord. We've had miracles of deliverance, Father. We've had people raised from the dead, Jesus. Father, there is nothing that you have not conquered. There is nothing you have not done, Father. And we rebuke the enemy, Father. We rebuke him. We say he has no right in our lives. He has no right in our families, Father. He has no right. And Father, we will stand in you, Lord. We will proclaim in you, Jesus. You're the king of all kings, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We praise you, Lord. We receive, Lord, those words that we never even knew we had within us, Lord. Those promises, Jesus, we receive them, Lord. And we say, yes, Father, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Thank you for this time, Lord. It is very, very difficult time, Lord. And we don't go without lifting up our brothers and sisters, Lord, all over the globe, Father. We lift them before you, Father, and we thank you so much for them, Jesus. We ask, Lord, that you would kiss them, Lord, that you would comfort them, Father, that you would encourage them, Lord, that you would speak good things through them and in them, Father. Jesus, we're, we're, we're lifting them up before you right now. Come on, anyone that you see, and lift them up before you. 
anyone you see and just lift them up. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. We bless them. We love them. We thank you for them, Father. In Jesus' name, Lord. In Jesus' name, Father. Thank you, Lord. For our families as well, Lord. We know that many families, Father, have been isolated and separated. They've even been divided, Lord, through this time, Father. But we say it no longer, Lord. No more, Father. No longer, Jesus. We will not allow it on our watch, Father. We will not allow it, Father. We thank you for for communities together, Father. For families together, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that we'll flow in the Holy Ghost and in love, Father. In faith, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you. We bless you, Jesus. We thank you so much, Lord. Thank you, Father. And anything, Lord, anything at all, Father, that I have said that has not been right in any way, Father, just let it fall away, Father. But everything else, Lord, I ask in Jesus' name that there would be a multiplication of it, Father, that it would be fruitful in our lives, Father, in a way that is beyond normal, Father. I ask it in Jesus' name, Lord. Fruitfulness, Lord, beyond normal, Father. More and more, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Father.